Did you know that in New York City, you're never more than five feet away from a homeless person? At Penn Station, it's three feet. Guess who gave me that mighty factoid? Uncle Sonny, who's been here visiting for the past two weeks. Is he on the run? Or did Aunt Trish throw him out again? Did they ever even live together? Is she even real? Anyway, he won't tell. But he brought me a case of Twinkies. His only carry-on. And this list of money-saving tips. Ten ways to save money on personal hygiene. Oh. Uh, number one. Eat most of your food in the morning and at night. So you only have to brush your teeth twice. Fun fact. Drinking does not count as a meal. Number two. Take your underwear in the shower or swimming pool with you. You can also do that with certain brands of slacks. Alright. Number three. Work at a hotel so you can get free soap. That one works. Number four. Cut your deodorant with baby powder and dried craft paints. Number five. Scrape nail off when you're done and put it back in the bottle. Reuse up to twice. Thanks, Aunt Trish. I guess you are real. Or you might be Uncle Sonny's alter ego. I don't know. Number six. Ask people at the laundromat if they will put your shirt in with their stuff. It helps if you're tall and have a loud voice. Number seven. Use someone else's razor. Oh, that explains a lot. Number eight. Use melted candle wax on your legs and bikini area. This could make you late for work. Uh. Number nine. Turn all your shirts into muscle tees by cutting off the sleeves. That way you can't stink up the pits. I, I think Uncle Steven might do this one. And finally, number ten. Hold in number one until you have to do number two. Use less toilet paper, saves water, builds your bladder muscles, everyone wins. Also, eat fewer vegetables. Ew. Thank you, Uncle Sonny. Uncle Sonny says that my career in television has inspired him. If I can do it, anyone can. How sweet is that? Uncle Sonny has decided that he wants to be a special effects guy. That's the official job title. Sometimes he borrows my pass and stands outside the studio at night with a volcano he made out of clay. When people come out, he creates an impressive explosive mix of baking soda and white vinegar. <laughs> Bet you didn't think of that one. This has been getting expensive for him, so he switched to bringing his laptop and turning on the screensaver with bright colors. Uncle Sonny boasts credentials as an on-again, off-again electrician for 30 years. And he's been in the audience of the Today Show three times. By electrician, I mean sometimes he gets mad at grandma's neighbors and, you know, cuts their uh, telephone wires. With varying levels of success and hospitalization. If you ask him to change a light bulb, he has a mostly consistent track record of doing so within six months. He also knows how neon works and has fixed his share of electric can openers by realizing they were not broken. He was just too drunk to operate them. I hope someone hires him soon, so he doesn't have to keep sleeping in the same bed with me. Though his cleanliness tips have been helpful, I'm not sure he's putting them into practice. I keep finding sludge in my deodorant and animal fat on my razor. Today, due to Uncle Sonny-related complications, I'm coming to you from Bradley Cameron Lynn's largest closet. This one is four times the size of my apartment. Man, I should live here. It's empty because, in case there's a tornado, the closet is the safest place to be. 
Bradley is full of tornado wisdom. Tornadoes are good for your skin. Tornadoes can cause cancer. Tornadoes can cure cancer. But only if they take you to the magical land of Oz. And that one's out, because Bradley is terrified of the Tin Man. How could a man live without a heart? Time for an update on our 14th sexiest man alive. Bradley's agent, David, called this morning with exciting news. Bradley just scored a part in what's sure to be a blockbuster. A supporting role in the new Coen Brothers film, Horse with No Home. Or is it Horse with No Hame? I don't know. He's going to play a double amputee Iraq war veteran with PTSD. While one might expect critics to deplore the role as some kind of magical war veteran, I won't spoil it, but Bradley's character is a high school dropout who teaches a couple of literature professors a thing or two. But I think there's plenty of depth and spice and flavor in the character. And who better to bring new dimensions to something trite than a morning show host and 14th sexiest man alive? They won't start filming for three months. But Bradley, a method actor, is already getting into character. He bought a wheelchair, a stack of paper coffee cups, and an American flag. He also burned cigar holes into his sweatpants and borrowed one of Uncle Sonny's shirts. He says sitting on his legs to look like an amputee is tough. Sometimes they go numb and he can't walk for hours. Dakota and I had to carry him to his psychic yesterday. And it's hard to look in the mirror and see the face of a bearded, wrinkled, dirt-kicked veteran and not the 14th or even the 15th sexiest man alive, even if it's just pretend. But Bradley works hard for us. He suffers for his art, so he can portray a double amputee PTSD war veteran in a way that evokes feeling. So we don't feel like we were ripped off when we see the movie in a theater, or think that we could have just given $15 to a real homeless vet instead. This movie comes out in December of next year, and come January, I am sure Bradley will be nominated for an Oscar for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Perhaps even Best Actor in a Lead Role if he tries hard enough. Let's see. Before I talk about Bradley's new haircut, I want to say some thank yous and give some shout-outs. Mom, thank you so much for the Mad for Bread bumper stickers with the absolutely adorable bunny design. Oh, Mom, you're so crafty. Do you remember that time I was in preschool and you made me a button-down out of the stained cocktail napkins Grandma was going to throw away? Way to beat the hand-me-down system! If you weren't aware, by the time a shirt gets handed down to the fifth son, it's usually not a shirt anymore. More like a bandana or a crop top if you're lucky. I will definitely give some of these bumper stickers to Bradley. He had his license taken away and we sold all his cars as not to tempt him. But I'm sure he'll put one on every taxi and limo he takes. Aunt Sue sent a knitted eye patch, R, with a note asking me to talk about her embroidery and fresh knitting stand in the Kings County Mall, which now carries gum. She's been in the red since the 90s. Good thing Uncle Jack's a cardiologist. But she's hoping to turn it around this Christmas. Shop local. Don't go to embroidery.com where they have the lowest prices around. Good luck, Aunt Sue. I'll order my Christmas stocking from you. I want to take some time to update you on this new type of underwear I discovered. They're called boxer briefs. They're not boxers like I always wore. And they're not briefs like Dad and Grandpa lounge around in. They're a combination of both. All the tightness of briefs combined with the coverage of boxers. Just right for me. Someone who is modest, but afraid of his underwear falling off. Man, the things you learn in L.A. Oh, let me tell you. Joe. Joe? Are you in here? 
Right here, Dakota. Joe, what are you doing in the closet? Yeah, sorry to check out on you. It's gotten a little hard to record at home since my uncle's been visiting. All the night terrors and day terrors. Okay, are you planning on staying in the closet? You know, never, never mind. Listen, Bradley is all over the news. Do you have David's number? Things got a little out of hand last night. I spilled a drink on my phone, so I shook it around with some rice in the cocktail shaker, you know, to try and dry it out. But then I forgot that I did that, and then I made a triple dirty martini with it. Subsequent efforts to resuscitate have not been successful. Let me check my phone. What's going on? Bradley put on his veteran costume, got in a wheelchair, and stood outside our Ralph's asking people for donations. He said he wanted to know what it was like to be homeless. That was all well and good, but now he's wheeling all over the neighborhood, screaming at the top of his lungs. Things like, get down, and, ah, my leg, my phantom leg, and my home, I'm a horse with no home. Ugh. Someone on Channel 7 said he's been ramming into people with his wheelchair, but don't worry, that's unconfirmed. Oh my god! He must really be feeling the PTSD. Suffering. For his art. Right. A couple of crew members went out to get him, since a little force might be necessary. But we really need someone to intervene with the media. Before everyone figures out that Bradley is an intractable, crazy bastard. He could get fired for something like this. The network will just move on to the 15th sexiest man alive, or even the 13th, and then we'll lose our jobs. So, can you call David? You like Bradley better than I do. Dakota! What? It makes for a better impassioned plea for help. Hi, Melissa. This is Joe, Bradley Cameron Lynn's assistant. We really need David's help. Can you put me through? Thanks. Hi, David. Have you seen Bradley on the news? Uh, No, someone went to get him, but we need some help making him look good. Maybe tell the press he's promoting his new film. Yes, I know it doesn't come out for a year and a half. It's his method acting. He was really feeling his part. I know he's so empathetic that I got a little out of hand. Great, thank you. Thanks so much for handling this. Okay, so they're going to say that Bradley got confused and started promoting the film before it was shot. He was supposed to do this, but he was supposed to wait about a year. He's just very sympathetic with his character. Hmm, it might even be a good early promotion. Well, that sounds like the best we could hope for. I guess now all we can do is sit here on the edge of our seats, worrying. Bradley didn't take his cell phone, did he? He explicitly said homeless veterans didn't have cell phones, while throwing his iPhone in the sewer. He also said they didn't take cabs. Did I mention he crossed a six-lane highway in a wheelchair? Our jobs are in jeopardy every second. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. That's not true. Do you want to play Connect Four or something while we wait? Um... Actually, um, now that you're here, do you want to help me judge a baking contest? What baking contest? My family sent me a huge box full of cakes and a note asking me to judge them on my podcast. They said the scores would be indicative of my love for them. They look delicious. Thanks, family. Well, it's not like I have anything better to do. Let me grab a beer and a whiskey sour and this over here. Whatever this blue thing is.
Okay, uh, let's just leave the door open in case Bradley gets back or uh, calls needing bail money. We won't come out of the closet just yet, but we'll stay here waiting for Bradley. Okay, this first one is from Aunt Tina. I think it's a ho-ho stuffed into a coffee mug. Hmm, thanks, Aunt Tina. Grab a fork. Um, okay. Well, I give it a four out of ten. Dakota? <laughs> Stale ho-ho? One out of ten. That's okay. I don't like Aunt Tina that much. She babysat me when I was little and blamed me when she knocked over Mom's precious moments. Another time, she shot me with a BB gun until I agreed to listen to her spec script for all my children. A lot of dead characters came back to life that day. It turned out they just had amnesia. Very inventive. She also seems to think we have an ongoing rivalry for Mom's love. Not sure why she picked me. Anyways, thanks for the ho-ho, but I don't think you'll be winning today, Aunt Tina. The next one's from my sister, Elizabeth. Lizzie, I miss you. Let's dig in. Okay, that's definitely a pot pie. Which explains the Stouffer's box. Ah, and it's gone bad. 8 out of 10. 2 out of 10. Not good, but still beats the ho-ho. My sister made that! Thought it. Via USPS. Fine, fine. 3 out of 10 for technique. I don't know if we should keep going, but third time's a charm, right? If you say so. This one is from Aunt Jill. It's green and has sprinkles on it. Looks good. Ugh. Rancid mashed potatoes. Okay, no more of that. Let's just... Hello? Oh, hey, there you are. What are you guys doing in the closet? Preparing for a tornado? Hi, David. What are you doing here? How'd you get in? I ended up getting Bradley. He's resting on the couch. I, uh, I have some sensitive news for you. Oh? After this whole mess, Bradley was dropped from the film. The Coen brothers called, personally, to say that they've been considering dropping the character from the beginning. Uh, he was a bit of a cliché. Actually, an offensive conglomeration of tired stereotypes. And since they decided to change the time period of the movie, the character became anachronistic. And in changing him, they realized he was unnecessary. It's also clear they were a little scared of working with Bradley. How did you know that? One of them was screaming in the background during the phone call, Just keep that crazy asshole away from me! Over and over again! They were sobbing, rhetorical questions about whether they lost their touch by choosing to work with him, a restraining order. It was kind of obvious. Oh, how terrible! What did they change the setting to? Louisiana in the 1890s. The professors will teach themselves lessons. Or maybe the horse will. He is a title character, after all. Poor Bradley will need company tonight. Should we bring him here to the closet? He might feel safer, protected from tornadoes. Does it protect you from other types of tornadoes? Like sharknadoes or when it's raining men? On the plus side, nobody's pressed charges because they felt so sorry for him, having lost the opportunity of a lifetime. He broke an 80-year-old woman's knee. He gave an 11-year-old an impromptu haircut. He caused a Japanese tour bus to crash into Miley Cyrus' with private sauna! Alright, I know just what he needs. Joe, can you get his banjo? You know, the one where you hit the buttons and it lights up and plays public domain songs? I'll get a stash of Goosebump books, and we'll make us some vodka marshmallow hot cocos. I'll drink. You can listen to him act out the stories. What a bitter pleasure. Let me finish up here. I'll be really quick. Everyone... Today, we have suffered an injustice. Bradley was thrown from the supporting role of a lifetime, the role he was born to play. I know he would have won an Academy Award, maybe even two, but he will not rest. I will not let him rest. 
until an Oscar adorns his gas-powered fireplace mantle. Except tonight. He's under a lot of stress, so I'll have to sedate him at some point. Can you get a needle? Okay. Let's get the hell out of this closet. Eh, I kind of like it here. The Fearsome Morning Podcast was recorded in front of a live studio audience. And by live studio audience, I mean closet full of going out shoes that I've never worn. I don't get asked out on a lot of dates anymore. If you'd like to learn more or to ask me out, go to fearsomemorning.com. The voice of Joe is Thomas Joseph. The voice of Dakota West was Dakota North by Northwest. And, just in case you couldn't tell, David was also voiced by Thomas Joseph. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you didn't like this podcast, please contact me for a free pair of going out shoes as compensation for the 15 minutes you'll never get back. We appreciate your sticking it out until the end. Show's commitment. If you didn't like this podcast and listened to it twice, maybe you should see somebody about that. I've been to the desert on a horse with no home. I felt good to get out you can't of my remember home. Your In the desert, you are remembering home, but you don't have nothing to give you. Sorry, Grandpa. Bye.